Hello everyone and welcome to Sagab. This is your host, Badr Amin, author of the book, Happy Life, Summarized Guide and Habits to Self-Development. In this podcast, we aim to find common habits of people in different industries, such as but not limited to sports, investing and business, by identifying their mental and practical habits, routines and recommendations for you as a listener to be able to integrate it to your own life. Thus, the podcast will hopefully help you identify what are the common essentials that contribute significantly and maximize their performance, regardless of the industry. The podcast is divided into two parts, where the guests will talk about the mental practices, self-talk, and who is successful to them, whereas the other part is more into the practical habits and routines integrated into their daily life and the recommendations for the listener. So, please enjoy and take notes. Our guest is Reem Al Musabbah, founder of Retech, a one-stop shop for all your software development, technology services, and branding, and a co-founder of Unipreneur Inc., an engagement and development platform for youth aspiring to become responsible entrepreneurs, intrapreneurs, innovators, and future leaders. Reem also received recognition and sector of youth achievement by the Cooperation Council for the Arab States of the Gulf (GCC). You can find Reem on Instagram at Reem Pneur, which is R-E-E-M dot P-N-E-U-R, Retech at Retech underscore IT, which is R-E-T-E-C-H underscore IT. So I would like to thank Reem for being part of this podcast. And without further ado, let's dive in. Reem, thank you for being here. Thank you, Abadar. It's, it's a pleasure to be part of this uh, podcast, and I look forward to sharing my humble experience and my thoughts. The pleasure is mine, and if in any case or by any chance the audience have some trouble in listening, they have to know that this is, has been done remotely, and we are doing the best we can to record it properly. So going forward, Reem. So you have Retech, which uh, which could be part of your um, studies, and then you have Unipreneur. Why did you start these two businesses? Okay, so let me give you like uh, a brief, a bit story about myself. Uh, I'm a chemical engineer by background, an entrepreneur by passion, and I started my journey in entrepreneurship uh, back at my during my second year at, at university in which I joined an incubation program called uh, I2P, Idea to Prototype at the Science and Innovation Park. And since then, my, my life has, has changed 360 degrees from uh, the way I first perceived entrepreneurship, what is a startup, how to do the startup, how to ideate, validate your idea, and all of these stuff. And initially, it all started with a simple application that allows people to... Uh, digitalize their paper receipts, track their expenses. And throughout the journey, uh, I encountered amazing like-minded people, change makers, which even persuaded me you know, to, to expand on, on uh, what we offer and build uh, a framework that will help me accelerate my other ideas and startups. So this is where uh, Retech IT Solutions comes into place. So as a tech founder, I came across various startups and founders who struggle to find the right IT partner. So, so it's, a, it's a very great pain point that I myself uh, been through. So uh, I wanted to build 
created IT solutions to solve and tackle this problem in which we provide the IT full team, IT CTO as, as a service. And from there, I utilized uh, the resources and the assets and the expertise that we have at Retic IT Solutions to also channel and help me develop and accelerate and also incubate uh, my other uh, ideas. And this is why uh, I, I consider myself a serial entrepreneur in which I run multiple startups uh, from IT Solutions, FinTech, and then Unipreneurs comes into place. Unipreneur in a, is, is a company that I joined recently this year as a co-founder. It's an engagement and development platform for youth that aspire to be responsible entrepreneurs, entrepreneurs, uh, innovative future leaders. And this helps to cultivate you know, the, the next generation of, of leaders. And one thing that me and my founder, we align on this vision, is that we want to cultivate the next generation of leaders from the local uh, competencies and, and the leaders in the country. So we always think of Elon Musk, Zuckerberg, and all of these uh, amazing entrepreneurs. But how about we, we look at our leaders, we look at the local entrepreneurship uh, ecosystem that we have here as a benchmark, as uh, the main uh, community among the young tech talent and nurture their talent and also foster uh, the local digital competencies. And, and since then, I've been in love with the whole notion of uh, entrepreneurship, building startups, because it, it's it's very challenging, and 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 that's that's what I love is to get out of your comfort zone and always try to be a better version of yourself than you were yesterday. Interesting. And if I'll go back to what you just said, you said that retech, and correct me if I'm wrong, retech would help offer the, the entrepreneurs or whoever would like to start a business as a startup as a CTO, which is, I think, chief technical officer, someone like an IT guy that can come on board to help, let's say, the founder or the co-founders or the team and offer their technical background or experience to their product or services, correct? Yeah. So this is really interesting. There is a lot of shift that is happening that is tech involved and probably we would need a lot of IT people, in my opinion, that we could use their services or their help in starting businesses in the, the tech industry. And you also mentioned the Unipreneur, which, is, which focuses on entrepreneurship and the next generation. We are in, th- in this generation. Why are you trying or why are you aiming big to try and get the next generation? Why are you going so big on it? That's a very good question. So we live in such a beautiful country and under the leadership that believes youth are the future assets of of the country. So how can I give back to what the country has provided in terms of education, opportunities, engagement, and so on? And and this is relevant to uh, me as a person being a member at the Dubai Youth Council, in which we work to achieve the national goals of development in the country. And as a board member and a marketing coordinator at the council, uh, we meet with various state leaders, various government leaders, and we get involved in this development and future industry. So just think about it, having a council that is just dedicated for youth so they can be part of decision-making. Like, Look, how amazing is this and how big is the responsibility that our leaders are are accounting us? So we participate, as mentioned, in in decision-making, 
we discussed promote partnerships between youth and government entities, and this also aligns with the vision of Unipreneur uh, Incorporation, which, which focuses on youth, high schoolers, all the whole spectrum to foster and cultivate the next generation of, uh, of leaders. And also it, it's aimed to support uh, the efforts that the government uh, is doing in, in foreseeing the future, in, in facing the global challenges. And you also mentioned a very uh, critical point is that the local tech talent, the, there is a huge gap from my experience. And this is another thing that we're tackling is to foster the local digital competencies from Web3, uh, NFTs, DAOs, smart contracts, all of these stuff wrapped in one world. And uh, another part of my work that I do in cooperation with the council, the Bay Youth Council and the Ministry of Youth and Culture and Unipreneur is that we curate, we lead, we launch and engage on nationwide initiatives that aligns with uh, the national youth agenda vision. So anything that empowers the youth, the Emiratis, anyone who lives in, in the UAE, in order to achieve pioneering uh, leadership models, because we have amazing models here that just needs to Okay, and so if you would like to deviate from entrepreneurship a bit, yeah, and maybe it's not really a deviation, but would there be something that you would remind yourself as an advice? So would there be an advice you remind yourself with? This is a very interesting question because I never looked at it from a perspective that, uh, let's say, one day I'm going to deviate from entrepreneurship. Because let me get this straight. Uh, Entrepreneurship is not just a set of tools to build uh, your next business, there is a huge difference between uh, a business owner and an entrepreneur. And entrepreneurship, entrepreneur and entrepreneurship in general is is a mindset, it's a lifestyle. So uh, you telling me that uh, at a certain point, uh, let's say we suddenly deviate from this whole thing, it's it's quite impossible because it's it's a mindset, it's a lifestyle that you live and believe by every day that goes not just from the aspect of, of uh, building a startup, it's also within your lifestyle, within your uh, everyday goals, with your relationship, uh, from the time you wake up to the time you sleep. So all of those interactions that you have, and it, it highlights you know, the whole psychological aspect of entrepreneurship and the experience of how it achieves your life and perception. So I, I hope that answered the question. Yeah, I mean, uh, it was a nice answer. I actually, I didn't ask whether you will, you will deviate from entrepreneurship, but uh, it was a good answer, actually. So thank you for that. Okay. <laughs> so I wanted to know, since entrepreneurship is a lifestyle or a way of life, would you consider the entrepreneurship lifestyle is easier or hard? Nothing is easy. And... Um, I'll be honest with you, the, no, the whole concept of entrepreneurship, startups, the next 30 unicorns is, is overly uh, glamorized, unfortunately. And uh, people just love to see this, this beautiful aspect of rainbows and glitters and being your own boss. And they, they, they tend to be oblivious to the fact and the psychological price of entrepreneurship and how it, it affects you. Uh, as a person and your balance between your life and uh, you know juggling between uh, various roles so me me as a uh, as, as a founder especially during my times uh, w- when i was studying uh, i had to juggle between academia and uh, uh, different aspects of, of being an entrepreneur and, and running a startup 
and face even uh, countless setbacks, losing customers, disputes between the partners and uh, the employees, uh, keeping up with the latest competition and, and what is happening in the market. So all of these problems and all of these struggles from payrolls, from thinking, will will I wake up tomorrow and find an investment for uh, for my runway? So we go through various uh, traumatic events, let's say. And I'm proud to share this thing because we it's very critical to, to highlight the, the other aspect of entrepreneurship and the mental health the entrepreneurs go through to the point that currently I have a, a close circle of entrepreneurs and founders, good friends of mine. We During the weekends, we, we tend to sit together, we, sh- we share our challenges, our struggles. And, you know, th- this whole thing was, was quite incredible and rewarding to see that, okay, there's other fellow entrepreneurs, normal human beings who are going through uh, what you're going through in terms of, you know, abusing yourself, mental health, uh, triggering the mood of vulnerability, all of this stuff. But one thing, don't get me wrong, it's incredibly uh, rewarding and amazing and challenging to be an entrepreneur. And I absolutely love working for my startup in this fast-paced, growing environment. But like any uh, regular person, it, it's not always a positive experience. And we should be honest with ourselves. To, and, and this is one thing that I'm trying to integrate with my startup, uh, Unipreneur Incorporation. So when we sit with startups, when we curate events, you know, in, there are hundreds of incubation programs. You have mentors to help you with marketing, mentors to help you with the development of your IT uh, solutions financially and all of this stuff. But have you ever heard of having a mentor that just listens to you, supports you mentally and, and asks you the struggles that you're going through? So we're trying to, to highlight and emphasize on uh, having mental health clinics and incubation programs. So you're going to have your own mentor who, who's going to just understand and listen to the, to the struggles that you're going through. Also, another interesting stuff is thing that I was discussing with one of my close friends is the aspect and how we perceive hustling as an entrepreneur. So everyone is like boasting about being busy or glorifying the aspect of hustling. But trust me, nobody cares if you're busy. It's it's literally not a flex. And it took me some time to understand. Like I, rem- I remember back in the days, I was happy when I see my schedule and my uh, calendar full of meetings, having like nine meetings in a day, six meetings in a day. And it was totally fine. But then it, it started to take a toll of the purpose, the vision, and the value that I stand for. So I learned gradually, you know, to set barriers, to understand my self-worth, and to stop glorifying, as I mentioned, uh, the, the hustle environment and work culture. This is interesting, as in you mentioned the mental health, or let's say a mentor who would listen to the entrepreneur. Would you say that there could be, let's say, few essentials or few essential habits? that an entrepreneur can incorporate into their lives to better tackle the challenges that they have. Something, for example, that could help them better achieve their goals. And I'm not talking about time management. Time management, obviously, everyone uh, should and Mm. can do. But um, in your opinion, would there be something that you would incorporate as a habitual thing to help Mm. you achieve? Initially, there is no secret sauce or you know a strategy a methodology that you will follow 
to help you achieve your goals and and have this, this whole thing of work-life balance. Uh, first of all, let me burst this bubble. There is no such a thing. That I don't believe in uh, the aspect of a work-life balance. It, it's all life. And the balance as a person is, is within you. So at the end, all you want is to have this mindset of well-being, happiness, and, and living meaningfully. That's it. So from my humble experience and, and, and a mix of personal uh, encounters with various people, the events that I attend, the competitions, and observing also the other people experience. And, and being a serial entrepreneur, it showed many reasons why I phrased uh, the, the phrase itself, the, the work-life balance this way. Because it all depends, as I mentioned, on your values, prioritizing your time. You sit with a mentor or you read a self-development book. They always tell you motivation, commitment, uh, you know, the compound effect and all of these aspects that uh, that you, you overly hear again and again and again. But honestly, it all depends on you and how you channel your energy. So if I tell you, if I get a dollar for every time a person comes to me and asks me, uh, how, how do you balance between your work, your uh, being an engineer, uh, running various startups in uh, different councils as a member, I don't have an exact answer to now. It's just the way that I channel my energy and how I say, and I learn to say no more often and being mindful of my choices, accepting my mistakes and seeing this whole thing as the life. So I'm, I'm very passionate. It's all about, and also I keep on repeating this thing over and over again. It's all about the journey. If you enjoy the journey of what you're doing, regardless of the failures and what happens throughout the journey, it's going to pass by. So one thing that I like to do is, is you know, to, to cultivate this focus and this productivity through the mindset that I'm, I'm channeling and the energy of prioritizing what is important and what is not important. And I believe also from my academic experience as, as a chemical engineer, I've learned to cultivate this mindset of critical thinking, of solving problems, and, and somehow it did affect, like... Uh, Many people do ask me, uh, okay, you're a chemical engineer. What does this have? How is this relevant to being an entrepreneur, fintech, being an entrepreneur, and, and or running this entrepreneurship platform? And I always tell them this, what do engineers do? We, we do solve problems. That's exactly what we do. So this has helped me to prioritize my time, my tasks, and also listening you know, to my inner voice and understand what I need. That's a well thought answer actually. And I wanted to ask, how do you channel the energy? You mentioned that you have to know what are your priorities and then you would channel your energy and you should obviously enjoy the journey. But then let's go back on the energy channeling, let's say. How would you channel your energy? Very interesting question. How do I channel my energy? It's all about prioritizing my daily tasks. So there is one habit that I believe by is that by the end of every week, I have one day just for myself. I sit down, I open my calendar, my notebook, and I start writing and planning my week ahead. And uh, in addition, I don't know if you would agree with me on this or not, but um, impact of imagination and visualization itself. Last week, I had a session that speaks about how your sub conscious mind does not differentiate between imagination and reality. 
So this whole concept of dominating your mind with the power of imagination is amazing. And it had, had worked. Like there is many days that, for example, if I'm going for an important stakeholders meeting, I sit with myself. I try to, to imagine how I'm going to conduct the meeting. What will I speak? Uh, think of the questions that they might ask me and just, you know, understand and, and believe that how those uh, imaginations would be somehow channeled to become reality and, and, and those thoughts can also help me to think out of the box. And this is another thing that uh, I practice by is the visualization and the aspect of time prioritization. I have a mentor with me and uh, he's currently also a co-founder with me at, uh, at Atletic IT Solutions. But I would like if there is a bit of time to, to share this short story I met him at Jitex back in 2019, the end of 2019. And since then, I remember what he told me. And uh, he said one thing, if, if you were drowning in a river or a sea, I'm not going to help you. I'm going to push you out of the cliff until you are on your last breath. And then I'm going to come and lend my hand and help you. So him saying this to me back then was like, what's wrong with this guy? Why would he not help me and always, you know, just put me accountable for everything that I do. But this has helped me profoundly to shape the way I think, to shape the way I take responsibility with my decision and being account accountable for everything that I do. I'm assuming that visualization and trying to channeling your energy is something that you would repeatedly do as a, as a habit, correct? Correct. Having said that, on your day-to-day -day activities or even on a weekly basis, do you have something such as written statements or images that would help you achieve during the day? There are various statements and there is one that really dominates uh, my thought is that everything happens for a reason. And uh, as an engineer, we have this rule that for every action, there is a cause. Even though you might see it as a worn out cl cliche, but it's, it's, it's very helpful for us and uh, many people, you know, uh, perceive it and interpret it in different ways. And I believe that everything happens for a reason is, is primarily intended for, uh, let's say, a future-oriented reason. So, and it's, it's quite also comforting. So us as an entrepreneur, we go, as I mentioned, through various events of failures and mistakes and so on. So having this quote, let's say, that everything happens for a reason stuck in my mind, it helps me to understand how can I improve on upcoming uh, events, let's say, depending on the purpose and the meaning. And and it makes me think, like, uh, I know that we're running out of time, but, but there is a spectrum of how we interpret the meaning behind this thing. And from my entrepreneurship experience, it all depends on channeling your energy, coming back to this, and prioritizing your time. Because, you know, the paradox of success is built upon failures. And this thing I also mentioned to my co-founders and employees in my startup, there is always a huge capacity to learn from the mistakes and to eventually lead to success. Interesting, interesting. And if, if you have, let's say, a very small answer or a very small tip, actually, not an answer, on what would you do when failures happen? In entrepreneurship, a lot of things that happen just don't work, right? So what would you do when challenges hit or failures hit? Speaking as an entrepreneur, we feed on challenges. We face our fears every day and we view failures as success. And this goes back to uh, the, the first point that I mentioned, the difference between an entrepreneur and a businessman. 
So we reframe the failure by shifting our goals. We don't view failures as, you know, it's the end of the world. We're not going to reach out to, to our goal. But it's, it's your goal that includes the learning, that includes the, the, the whole tool of, of learning that is built uh, upon failure. I, I'm not going to elaborate more, but I hope that suffice. Um, yeah, I think uh, it should suffice. Would you have three beliefs or habits that others should adopt. I know you mentioned channeling the energy and uh, the, the enjoying the journey, but would you have a different answer other than you mentioned above or you'd like to emphasize something specific? So there is one thing, uh, whenever I attend uh, an engagement or a debate session, a youth circle, people tend to ask, who's your greatest inspiration? And everyone goes by it's, it's my mom, it's my dad, it's my closest friend, it's uh, one of those amazing actresses or uh, entrepreneurs. But I rarely hear someone say that I am my greatest inspiration. So this is what I would like to elaborate on, is that remember all the times you know where you, where you had no clear solution inside, uh, where no one was there with you to tell you that uh, this is the right decision, this is the right guide, adopt the strategy, build a startup, or whatever happens, but you trusted yourself and you just followed your gut and you felt that what you're doing is, is right, knowing that uh, no matter what happens afterward, you'll always find a way. So I, I just want everyone to remember that you are your greatest inspiration and you can make things happen for yourself despite all the odds and what we hear in society. And you are your greatest inspiration again. So always come back to yourself and you'll find the solutions. You know, at the end of your tiring journey, you realize that your inner strengths, your weaknesses, and all despite all the shift in life that has brought you in, you managed to tackle and conquer. Well said. To wrap this session up or this uh, podcast, where would you suggest people to start where would I suggest people to start so initially there is something I read in one of the books I, I forgot the name of the book but the best advice you know to, to, to find what you're passionate about whether it's your career building a startup life business is to find something that is in a Venn diagram so back as an engineer as a Venn diagram Yes, a Venn diagram. So those are two circles connected, and then there is parallel connection between them. So this connection and the Venn diagram is between what you love doing and what you're exceptional and good or passionate about. And you can list it down. So gradually, you're going to put certain points on the left side, on the right point, and you will find what interconnects between the list that you have just created. And this isn't... Uh, one-time list that you make, every work experience you have, every interaction, every project, every role can add up more data on the list. And gradually, you will find the connection in the Venn diagram of what you're passionate about and what you love doing. And most people, you know, they start, unfortunately, completely unrealistic expectations. But, oh, and, and one thing that Elon Musk has also uh, mentioned is the wishful thinking. So, I've seen a lot of youth, a lot of uh, people within my age, they're always aiming for unrealistic stuff and we blame it on wishful thinking, but it, it's good sometimes to settle down, get your business off the ground and understand what is going on. And if, if you would like me to wrap it up with one thing that I learned 
from my journey as an entrepreneur is that perfection is a curse and innovation is very messy. So all you have to do is believe in yourself, test, iterate, uh, learn and improve. All right. Thank you, Reem. This is the end of the podcast. Thank you for being here. It was a pleasure listening to you. The pleasure is mine. Thank you so much. This is the end of the podcast. Thank you for listening and stay tuned for more.